0: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: It's the Nerdist Writers panel on the Nerdist Podcast channel. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Writers talking
0: writing can get pretty exciting. The talk can be enlightening. It's very, very frightening. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Yeah!
1: we were just saying it's just it's such a ghost town in here it is it's so sad it is sad
0: I know.
1: Um, when did the writer's room wrap? Uh, the writer's
0: hey uh, I'm going to need some help with this interview hey uh, <laughs> hey Gordon when, when did the what day did the writer's room wrap? Uh, the 13th of what month? February. thirteenth oh, of February. Wow. Yes it did. Yes that's right. Because then we left I uh, left on the seventeenth or
1: the left on the eighteenth, the day after the WGAs. Okay, gotcha. So
0: the writer's room wrapped uh Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. It wrapped on a Wednesday. Then you had
1: two days of post and then the decades <laughs> were that
0: Sunday the seventeenth and
1: we out
0: the 18th Wow, thank you. Oh, so God, it's gosh, helpful to have them.
1: They're the best. Yeah. I, I, they are the best. They're terrific. They I, are. It is always, it's always a pleasure for me to come and talk to these guys. They're very right? um, it's,
0: it's a shame we're going to have to put them to sleep now that uh, the
1: job is over. <laughs> <up>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've served their purpose.
0: <laughs> yes. It's sort of like King Tut <laughs> his, his helpful staff. Take hey, with you. With
1: them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're recording. Um, <laughs> so you are really just back from... The uh, shooting the finale, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, let's say Friday. Uh, it was a week ago. Uh, left uh, left Albuquerque uh, about a week and two days ago, about a week and a day ago. As we record this, uh, left Albuquerque about a week and a day ago. Mm-hmm. My last day directing was April third, uh, which was last Wednesday. But then, and then we had a uh, the very final day of shooting. Uh, was actually uh, a pickup for episode 14 directed by ryan johnson it was uh, one day of his episode that was put off to the to the very end uh, of the of the schedule for logistical reasons that i can't get into because they they might they may <laughs> or may not involve spoilers sure but uh that was the way it was always scheduled for him oh, okay. for him to do his almost the entirety of his episode minus one day and then come back uh several weeks later maybe a month later and uh and then shoot his very final day. And thank goodness he's very flexible that way. He's he's a wonderful guy. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's terrific. Oh, he's he, the best. He's all, he's off gallivanting in Paris right now. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm yeah. Talking. You're right. Exactly. Crazy. You're right. He's he's he lives a life. He deserves it. <laughs> he deserves. Yeah. He he and his girlfriend rented. Uh, well, you know, all this, he had rented a uh, place in Paris because uh, he thought that'd be a good place to write his next movie. Yeah, so, and, I mean, and,
1: and goddammit, it, he's right; it's going to be great. Right. And oh, we hate him.
0: It'd be great uh, if he <laughs> wrote it in uh, Hoboken, but um, <laughs> but he's uh, but I am sure that will add to it even further still oh, the, the the ambiance or whatever there. Um, so I was
1: thinking on my way over here. You know, when we finish writing something, when we complete something, right. there's this this avalanche of emotion, right? Um, and, you know, here you've been living with this for seven years, if not longer. Yeah, maybe a little longer, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling now? I, I wish I had a more
0: dramatic answer to <laughs> give you. It's It still hasn't quite sunk in. Mm-hmm. April 3rd, we had our very last day, and that was the day Ryan was directing. And that was a very interesting day for me because I got to... Uh, basically be a fly on the wall Mm. uh ryan doesn't need any help from me (laughs) nor do any of my directors directors they're they're all they're all fantastic uh and ryan certainly doesn't need any uh kibitzing on my part so i never even put the headphones on all day long i just wandered around this uh location which i can't (laughs) speak to where it was but um uh it was uh it was just a lot of fun to just be able to wander around and be a fly on the wall and pay a little bit of attention, but mostly not pay attention. In other words, uh it was it was a, a joy to be able to watch the crew work and to just sort of soak in the atmosphere of the set and to not pay attention to the the wherefores and whys the specifics of what was being shot mm-hmm. because I knew it was in really good hands between Ryan and Moira Wally Beckett who direct who who wrote uh, who wrote that sure. particular episode the two of them worked wonderfully together she had written a, a marvelous script and it was great just to be able to wander around and and, and soak it all in and um, and yet I was uh, the whole the whole day you know out there uh, for twelve or thirteen hours. Uh, however long it was uh I kept thinking you know at a certain point i 'm going to start crying and whatnot and and that really uh, that that thought hit me even harder when uh Ryan whispered to me uh about ten minutes before he knew he was going to rap, he knew he was on his last shot, and he knew he probably was going to do two or three takes because that 's what you we typically mm-hmm. do on average, right about the end of the second the first take he said to me um... Uh, now you're going to call cut you're going to call a final cut right and i said what he said you need to call a final cut Mm -hmm. on the final shot of the the final scene of the final day and i said no you're the director he says no you got to do it so i said well (laughs) you you thank you and you tell Uh me when and then i'll say it and it was a wonderful take and he looked at me and said say it and i I said that's a cut (laughs) And I thought at that point I'd start tearing up, and I I don't know. And then and then at that point the champagne bottles came out, and we gathered the crew together, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we had a, a, a wonderful heartfelt little moment uh, with our crew who were out there. Uh, and still, you know, no tears. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what's wrong with me? It's uh, and yeah, I, it I sure just turned you cold. <laughs> but I have to say, now that I think of it, when I wrote the last. Uh, sentence of the last script mm-hmm. which was which was weeks before that day sure. i actually it up really yeah it's it's weird it's uh you, you just you don't know i don't know with me i don't know when it's going to come uh, I'm, I'm, uh <laughs> it's it's I, I get very sentimental and very emotional about this stuff and yet i don't know when exactly it's going to hit me it hits me mm-hmm. at the strangest moments so uh, <laughs> i i i think that's a very long-winded way of saying i think i'm still a little bit in shock that, sure. that the, the, the whole production end of it is is over. Mm-hmm. We we now face many uh, many many weeks of uh, post production, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of work and it's very engaging. It takes many many hours and it's it's challenging and yet it's fun. But it's it's still in yet one more mountain to climb. But yeah. the uh, but the production end of of uh, the writers' room ending was the end of an era. Certainly felt that way. We broke out the champagne that day too. We're, we're big big drinkers <laughs> here. <laughs> usually thing. usually it's mouthwash, you know, but uh champagne, right. you know. For the finale you got something finality, special.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or mad dog twenty twenty <laughs> or something like that. But uh uh that was a big uh, momentous occasion and then the end of production certainly was. So we've got one more big one which is yeah. uh which is the end of the final mix of the final episode. Which is uh which is several months from now. I yeah.
1: Think. yeah. And and when we last talked, uh, we, it was with the whole writer's room, mm-hmm. and you guys were just kind of gearing up for these last eight mm-hmm. Um God, is that when it was? It was, yeah. It wow. Was, uh, last fall, I guess. God, time flies. Are you happy with, you know, what you guys came up with? It was, I remember there was a lot of banging of heads yes. against the wall at that time. Because yes. it was just starting.
0: Yeah, and the banging of heads continued long after uh, we, <laughs> we sure. said goodbye to you that day. Uh, it, it went on for, for many months, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I am... I, 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 I hesitate to say that I'm very happy with everything because that, that just seems like uh, that's <laughs> tempting fate, you know? Sure. But but we worked very hard on these final eight and, and I, I am very happy. I, I, uh, I feel very satisfied with uh, the way they all came out. I yeah. mean, certainly the way the scripts came out and I've seen uh, director's cuts on every episode now except mm-hmm. for the last one because uh, I haven't gotten to that one yet. I directed the very last one. Uh, I feel... I, I, I cautiously, hesitantly say that uh, I think people are going to like it. I know I'm very proud of it, and I know uh, I'm very proud of the work uh, the writers did and the actors did and mm-hmm. the directors and the entire crew. They, All, all the people um, uh, on Breaking Bad in front of and behind the camera put put their level best into these final eight. and uh, You know,
1: really, as they have the whole time. As they have the
0: whole time. That Not you know, that that's a new statement, not yeah. that that's a new
1: uh, condition. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I think, and, and we've talked about this before, but, you know, everybody cares so much
0: yeah. on this yeah. show,
1: which is kind of unusual on, on uh, a television show, especially no. one that's run this long. Uh, where everyone right. is really trying to give a hundred percent every right. time right. um, to have that kind of commitment.
0: It, it is it, I wonder sometimes if, it's, if if part of the reason for that is 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 it's it's helpful to have an end date. I mean uh, yeah. most shows are designed to go on into perpetuity to go on indefinitely uh, by design because when you get a show up and running and, and, and have it be successful it's a it's a wonderful feeling akin to winning the lottery. It doesn't happen often. You can't expect uh, in your career that it'll ever happen again, and so you don't want it to end. But but actually uh, going counterintuitive to that and and, and, and desiring an end date uh, from, from the fairly early going, mm-hmm. I think uh, held us in good stead in a, in a lot of ways, in a lot of respects. One of them being... Folks, uh, all of us, myself included, uh, who worked on this show, knew it would not last forever. So we wanted it to be as good as we could make it every step of the way, and sure. and and go out in proper fashion.
1: Yeah, you can't have you can't have a gimme on an episode. They they all have to hit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in coming into these final eight, were discussions in the room uh, and decisions a little more heated because you knew time was so short and you know the story opportunity was so much smaller
0: no uh, we've never actually It's it's. I can count on one hand the number of times things got heated in the room I I would say things have gotten snippy a couple of times (laughs) I would never say heated I I think actually in all honesty we've never had uh, you know we're a bunch of uh, schmo writers we get (laughs) passive aggressive we don't get aggressive aggressive for the most part (laughs) And uh, so things have gotten snippy uh, once in a blue moon, uh, and I've I've been snippy myself, so I have to include myself. <laughs> Sometimes when the the other writers gang up on you, you're like, "Hey, wait a minute!" I get the final say here, but but in you know, a weird way, you don't. I mean, you could you could you could pull rank, but when when six really smart people are telling you you're drunk. you... Even if you don't feel like you are, you know you'd best sit down. So mm-hmm. there have been many <laughs> moments where everybody sort of said to me, "We don't like that idea," and and so we didn't wind up going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so snippy, I would say, but no more than usual. I, I would say uh, it was pretty much. Uh, I think the other, the other my other writers. All felt very constant and felt very uh, rock like throughout this whole experience they 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 gave the same uh, uh, wonderful creativity and input that they always have. I think I was more nervous than ever, but i don 't think it it uh, presented itself uh, as you know uh, it probably it, i think I was more nervous than ever, but I think uh, frustration at times mm-hmm. Uh, a feeling of, uh, and and fear, mostly fear. Is this good enough? Uh, Anxiety. There's just, you know, free-form anxiety. (laughs) Is this this good enough? Is this going to wrap things up properly? But I think everyone else got me through it. Everyone else, uh, I, I I I would, there would be times in the writer's room where I'd be very anxious and very worried and sort of missing the bigger picture, which was that it was all coming to an end. I mean, I certainly knew intellectually things were ending, but the other writers would say, "Boy, this is the last time we're going to do this. Or this is the last time we're going to say that. Or this is the last time uh, we're going to, you know, be at this location or or right. whatnot." And I, I'd be missing some of those moments because I'd be, as we all were, focused hard on the story. But but the other writers would would also be attuned to, to. The niceties of you know this is coming to an end and, mm-hmm. and and they were in the more in the moment than I was uh, which uh, I think is to my regret now I think I, <laughs> I, I should have uh, I know now that this is uh, over uh, <laughs> that that I should have uh, enjoyed it more but I felt Aww. the same way come, I did, I felt the same way coming off the X Files I remember yeah. thinking in the X Files that this was a great experience and I should have been in the moment more often I should mm. have enjoyed it more as it was happening. What do you think? What do you
1: think was holding you back in that respect? It's just
0: the way I'm wired. It's yeah. just it's it's nothing new. Like I say, <laughs> I, I was the same way in the X Files. Uh, um, I, I, I'm someone who enjoys things in the past tense. I don't know why. It's it's nothing I'm happy about. It's just the way my brain works. Sure. But but uh, I can't tell you how many vacations I've gone on or July Fourth fireworks you know, yeah. displays I've seen or whatnot where I, I, I think, you know, driving home or, or you know the next morning, hey, that was really fun. I had a really good time. It's Absolutely. like how come I didn't know that in the
1: moment? <laughs> right. It's just
0: that's just the way I am. But I
1: it's hard and I think especially for writers to be present like that because yeah. we're we're gathering information.
0: Maybe, maybe you know, that's we're, that. we're
1: putting things together, we're finding connections, yeah. whatever it is or, or applying it to whatever yeah. Yeah. metaphor is in our brain. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't think it's an unusual feeling, yeah. uh, especially for writers.
0: Well, that, that's good to know, because I've, <laughs> I've often thought about it. it. It's often been to my chagrin. I didn't, I didn't enjoy things more as they happened. I, I keep trying to. I make, a, I make a, an active effort, but I fall down a lot as far as that goes.
1: Well, maybe you get a vacation. And well, you can try to be there.
0: Yes. To <laughs> I, yes, exactly.
1: exactly. Um, I would imagine there's something also. I mean, you're, you're running a small company at this point. Uh, which is this show and you know we talked early on about how, how you felt lucky to have that writer's strike happen because oh, yeah. uh, it saved you, you <laughs> it know,
0: saved, saved our banking during the
1: show running sure yeah but I would imagine you know by six, six seven years in yeah. this company's running fairly smoothly mm. um, I, I've never met a happier group of writers who all like each other yeah uh, in coming into this room with them um, what, what were some of the challenges as you get Later into the series, that you kind of discovered uh, that maybe didn't anticipate early on.
0: I think I think the challenges that we faced in the later years of the series, because the series did did indeed get our series has indeed uh, run smoother and smoother as the, as the years have progressed, and I chalk that up completely to hiring excellent producers, mm-hmm. uh, chief amongst them Michelle McLaren and Melissa Bernstein, who who uh, just run this. Production like a Swiss watch, mm-hmm. and and the longer the the series has gone on, the less I've had to do with the day in and day out runnings. So it's been wonderful. It's been <laughs> it's been great to be able to simply focus on uh, on story mm-hmm. primarily, and then also you know the niceties of you know of the the details mm-hmm. uh, of you know what. You know, getting to weigh in on costumes, locations, props, uh, yeah. whatnot. Uh, yeah, I remember you
1: saying that was the fun stuff. That's for the fun you, especially stuff, especially early on. That's and, the fun and stuff where you kind of got wrapped, too wrapped up in it. Exactly. But uh, to so, know that the, the machine was in place. I guess. Yeah,
0: exactly. In the early days, there was a lot of attention paid to how does how does this how is this going to work. Mm-hmm. And then, how can we make it work more smoothly mm-hmm. uh as the years have progressed that that those those concerns have fallen away and and now, in these later seasons, the concerns are the concerns of I would think any other show that's been on for several years, which is with every episode you 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 create with every story you tell that's one fewer story you know yeah. it, it gets to a certain point I'm sure you've had the same experience, but I think we all have the the, the experience of Gee, haven't we done that already? Doesn't this mm-hmm. feel like, and I remember feeling that that feeling in Spades back on the X Files because we did. We've only done a mere sixty-two episodes <laughs> of Breaking Bad. We did two hundred and two yeah. X Files, and you know, for nine years, uh, of which I was there for seven. And I remember in the writers' room, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the constant fear we'd we'd say we'd catch ourselves saying, "Hey, wait a minute, didn't we do that three seasons ago?" Or mm-hmm. So so that that. Uh, that uh, became not as pronounced an issue as I've, as I've felt on other series uh, but it, it became a bit of a concern on, on, on Breaking Bad in this final season or so, this final 16 the, the question of uh, does that feel does that echo something and do we want that echo mm-hmm. or, or do we not, does that feel like we're uh, treading water you know you know you know uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh Traversing uh, old ground here, mm-hmm. but having said that, it 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 it, it became a feeling that uh, you know, like a tingle as it were, every now and then. But but it it was never that pronounced because 62 episodes, on the one hand, it feels like a lot. On the other hand, for for most shows that certainly most shows that go six years, it's not that many at all. Right. And uh, and and we had a very specific. What now seems to be a very specific plot arc for this main character, Walter White. He Mm -hmm. has a he has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, And uh, you know, uh, so again, I gotta I gotta stress that having having uh, an end date on this on this series, I think, was such a, a wonderful thing. It was so wonderful knowing when it would end in other words knowing how many episodes we had my writers and Mm -hmm. i knowing how many hours we had left to fill exactly to the minute in fact uh was such a blessing Uh, it it really helped us figure out how to parcel things out and it was still an enormous headache especially with these last eight the last 16 really how do we parcel out the things that we want to do A, what is it exactly we want to do because even right up to the last few episodes we didn't know everything we wanted to do Mm -hmm. but it really was honing in uh, I will say over the 16 but then once we know what we want to do endless hours of discussion were spent over how exactly do we parcel this out you know, it's I remember as a kid (laughs) I don't know, such a weird neurotic uh, uh, free association here but I remember as a kid you know, you get taught how to eat with a knife and fork, and you know, you, you know. And now you've got you've got a plate of food, and you've got your your glass of milk. And I remember <laughs> as a kid, I was so neurotic about it. I don't want to run out of milk before I finish my peas and my Salisbury yeah. steak and whatever. Doubling each yeah, piece out. The, sure. the proper way to eat the meal is that uh, you eat the last bite of food, and then you take the last sip of milk or whatever. Oh my. I was oh, such I'm... a neurotic <laughs> little bastard, but uh, <laughs> but, it, but it's but funny. It, it is kind of that. It's like Absolutely. I don't want to run out of episode uh, uh, before we run out of story we want mm-hmm. to tell. So you don't want to leave anything on the on the on the playing field. But on the other hand, God forbid you run out of story before you run out of right. episode, and then you're just treading water. So it was there was a lot of anxiety primarily on my part, but I think on the part of all, all of us writers. So there's a lot of anxiety about parceling things out to perfection. Mm-hmm.
1: You've had this journey in mind yeah. for your protagonist to turn him into this antagonist. Yes. As you move forward and live, yourself lived in this world yeah. uh, with the writers, was there, you know, did you think, I don't want to do this to this guy?
0: Oh, that's a good question. As, as, you know, living in this world of Walter White, it's, it's been interesting. I've learned a lot about a lot of things. I've learned a lot about myself, actually. <laughs> really? The, the darker Walter White got over these uh, six years of actually producing the show, and, and you're right, it's been years before that, trying to get the thing off the ground. It's, I've been thinking in Walter White terms for a long time now but the early in the early going thinking in terms of in Walter White terms mm-hmm. uh, was not so bad cuz he was basically me i mean he was in other words i'm I'm no scientist i'm no school teacher or whatever but uh, but i you know there were we had we had on the Venn diagram of Walter White mm-hmm. and Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. there was a fair bit of overlap in the early days uh, you know, frustrations, hopes and dreams, uh, anxieties, freeform fears, and you know, middle age crises, and, and you know, we shared a lot on that particular Venn diagram. And then the darker he got, we still shared a lot of, because we all have darknesses sure. within us. We all have darkness within us. And uh, uh, but then at a certain point, when he he got really, really dark, <laughs> as we all know, there's episodes that have already aired. And the darker he got, the more I felt like he was taking me along with him. And, you know, I've never, I never hope to know what it's like to kill somebody. But you know, the more people Walter White kills, the more you kind of live it vicariously. Yeah, Obviously, absolutely. it didn't really happen in real life, but you, you go through those feelings of what of you know because as we all do when we write uh, characters, we wanna we wanna we have to wear them like. Uh, overcoats Mm -hmm. we have to see through their eyes we have to know what it feels like to be them if even for you know the few hours it takes to write a particular scene because we want the scene to live and breathe we want to give something to the actors that that they're able to really inhabit and and so you know many many months on end years on end now of of, of living with this this mendacious (laughs) son of a bitch in my head you know, I don't know what it is. is it, uh, what's the worst of it? Is, it? is it all the killing? Is it all the, uh, the disregard to uh, mm. other people's feelings? Or is it uh, all the lying? Or is it some combination of all of it? It's been hard uh, year after year to, to live with this guy. And, and there were times uh, about a year ago or, or more where I, I was thinking, I don't want this to end You know, for many reasons, but it's going to be a relief when it does because mm. I can free myself of this guy. But these final uh, eight episodes uh, were were different yet again because uh, not to give away any, any any plot details or anything, but uh, maybe it was the, the the knowledge that it really truly was finally coming to an end, or you know, or maybe it was uh, you know at that point the writers and I were into a slightly different part of Walt's journey, mm-hmm. uh, but. I started to get wistful uh, toward the end here, and I started to feel more sympathy for the devil, as it were. Uh, there, like as I say, about a year or more ago, I, I was feeling very unsympathetic toward Walt. And actually, I, I learned to bite my tongue when I'd be talking to Brian Cranston no, because, because uh, especially about a year or more ago, because there was a time there where where I could I could see a look of disappointment in his face when I would inadvertently let slip, you know, something about oh, Walt is such a bastard, or Walt mm-hmm. is. <laughs> and and it it seems so obvious now, but it took me the longest time to figure out that he can't be hearing that because exactly. he, nobody thinks of themselves as a bad guy. Of course Brian Cranston, hopefully it goes without saying, is not Walter White. <laughs> but he has to and yeah. he has to wear that overcoat of the character just like I do Absolutely. when I'm writing it, except I have to think it behooves me to think a little more globally. I have to mm-hmm. think and I have to look through all the eyes of all the different yes. characters. Myself and all the other writers do. That's yes. that's Brian doesn't have to do that. Nor does Aaron Paul. Nor does Anna Gunn. You right. know, and on down the line, they they mainly have to see properly through the eyes of their own character. They have to have some understanding and and sympathy uh, for the others, but they don't have to think as globally as the writers do so in in global terms i'm thinking you know in chess piece terms i'm thinking you know how does this fit with that how does this move affect that move and, and boy walter white is such a bastard these days sure. <laughs> and i'd you know i'd let that kind of stuff slip <laughs> to brian and he'd he'd look kind of disappointed at me he'd look hurt <laughs> because you know as i was saying a minute ago nobody sees himself as a bad guy hitler didn't <laughs> see himself as a bad guy right. charlie manson you know uh did not see himself as a as anything but a, a wonderful human being <laughs> who was trying to bring about a cleansing race war you know right. <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> like, you know all the lunacy of these of these evil men and women you know of uh, the world is 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 couched in feelings of you know because we all feel this way we all feel like we're pretty much in the right most mm-hmm. of the time yeah and um so, so Brian had to see Walt that way. He had to look through uh, the eyes of Walter White in that in that particular fashion to to be able to get through his own day. So, sure. so I learned to bite my tongue. And uh, <laughs> but uh, but but I like I say. I guess I'm repeating myself now. But but those those days of oh, I can't wait to shed this character to get mm-hmm. him out of my brain kind of got replaced in the last six or eight months with with uh something else something you know, sort of a sympathy uh a renewed or a new either a renewed understanding of where walt came from or a new understanding of who he truly was hmm. if that makes sense yeah
1: that's really interesting it's it's funny to me too to hear that you know our job as well as the actor's job is to empathize Right, uh, with these characters, and and the character sort of becomes this third person in the room uh, that you have to contend with. Yeah. Um. Uh. So so it's it's funny to hear you know you're we love them and hate them yeah. as we're creating them. Yeah. Uh. And and I think we kind of all go through that. But yeah. you know, for Walter, who had such extremes. Yeah. Uh. You know that that can take a toll on you.
0: It does. It's it's not it's not that I ever. I mean, I always, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's funny, the, the, the conversation we've had, I've had so many interviews, uh, and I realize now, uh, it strikes me at this very moment, I haven't thought about it in months, but the, the interview, one of the major, one of the pivotal questions in every interview uh, was, do you worry about the audience not liking Walter White? And hmm. that was such, I realize now, nostalgically, that was such a huge concern in the early going of the show. Such a huge concern. And actually, in the pilot, I mean, the very fact that uh, the character of Walter Jr. has CP was probably, in in some some regard, either consciously or, or subconsciously, yet again, uh, a decision made in an effort to ensure that the that the that the audience was on Walt's side, that they empathized with him, that yeah. they that they thought, well, this guy he's he's had he's 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 had some uh, some problems thrown his way, and he has uh, dealt with them admirably, and. And in those early days of the show, you know, the question that I was always thinking and that, and that uh, interviewers would often ask is, uh, you know, do you worry that this guy's going to get too evil for people who want to keep watching? And I guess the answer I came upon was, was, uh, was finally that even if he becomes unsympathizable, he remains interesting. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully he's never boring. No matter what this guy <laughs> no, does. No, I, I
1: think you accomplished that. You know, Darth
0: Vader is never boring. <laughs> this this guy, we can hopefully follow that same path if need be. But, but lo and behold, in these last sixteen episodes, uh, I've started to feel yet a, yet again this this new feeling of, you know, for a while he I sympathized with him, and then I lost personally lost sympathy. Mm-hmm. But I he remained interesting. He remained relatable, mm-hmm. even even if I was relating to things that you know, we all see in ourselves that we don't particularly love or respect. He, he's, he still remains recognizably human. Sure. But now he becomes sympathizable again uh, for me. It's an interesting um, evolution I I didn't yeah. see coming.
1: You guys have taken great pains to... Show us why he takes the actions he does, and I think that goes a long way towards understanding him as a character. And Good. he's, you know, he's not Darth Vader. No, no, he's, he's not. Uh, he's not Darth Vader, and he's not Charles Manson. Either. No, you know, he's, he's not. Yeah. He, you yeah. really understand this guy, Good. and I think that that keeps you with him on his journey.
0: I'm glad, and we had to do that for ourselves. We, I'm sure we, we, uh, we, the writers and I would always say we're the first audience for for the show, and um, if we don't understand where Walt's coming from what's the point so yeah or any of the characters for that matter that, that just seems like a yeah uh, absolutely an, an important an important thing to to understand on our parts
1: um, is there something you know as, as we talk about uh, ending and moving forward mm-hmm. uh, you must have learned so much in, in this experience mm-hmm. of running this show and you know putting the show together um, what are some some key points you're going to take with you to run run the next small corporation that you run?
0: Oh man, that's such a good question. I, I fear I'm going to fall down on this <laughs> answer here. I, I well, I, I guess the best first answer is confidence. Hmm. And I say that because I have severely lacked it. I've been <laughs> I've been very confidence deficient my whole life. It's like some vitamin deficiency, except worse. It's like rickets or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Like, like, uh, like. Uh, but uh, um, I, I didn't know going into this job. I'm going to state the screamingly obvious here. I didn't know going into this job if I could run a show. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, they have a wonderful thing now. The Writers Guild. They have the Showrunners Training Program, which I've I've uh, spoken at a couple times, and it's a wonderful thing. The, the Showrunners Training Program
1: is a yeah. great resource. Yeah. Um, but even then, I, you know, you can't know until you're doing it. Whether you can do it. Yeah, you know, yeah we can yeah. kind of, like, I can talk to you guys all day and yeah, gather yeah. as much information as I can, but yeah. I don't know if I can run a show until I'm running a show. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: uh, it, it, it was, uh, I'm glad I didn't know in the early days of Breaking Bad how little I knew. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how little I knew because, uh, you know, I just sort of jumped into it with the, uh, the, the, the. Well, there was no. I was about to say with the fearlessness of ignorance, but there was there was never any fearlessness involved. I was scared shitless from day one. But if I had known how little I knew back then, I would have been even more scared to the point of petrification. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I, I go forward with with uh, not brimming with confidence because that's just not me. But I, I do go forward with with the base level confidence of knowing I can run a show, mm-hmm. and so that's a, a wonderful freeing. Thing I, I I know I can run a writers room now I know I can I can interact with I can hire good producers and then mm-hmm. I can I can interact with them properly and I cannot get in their way when need be but uh, these are things I I did not um, know until I knew them and right. and uh, again so I got to give credit to, to Jeff Melvoin and 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 uh, John Wells I think started the whole thing but Jeff Melvoin runs this wonderful uh, showrunners training program and it's such a huge asset to to, mm-hmm. to to folks who haven't done this job i yeah. i i uh i'm glad to know it exists um, and um it's going to be a help to so many people it is already a help to so many people going forward but yeah. Anyways, yeah i've so, only
1: heard great things about it
0: it's wonderful but i've so i got uh, what else did i learn what else did i learn <laughs> from this experience uh Ah, that's about the best I could say. But confidence is like on the TV commercials. Like, uh, you know, confidence is pretty much, you know, 75%. Absolutely. I don't know. Uh,
1: what, does the same go for a writer's room? I mean, you had been in a pretty heavy writer's room on The X-Files. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some, some heavy hitters in there. Oh, huge. And, um, you know, is running a room, you know, is it the same thing? Is, do you need that confidence? Do people have to look to you and say, okay, he gets it, he's in charge? Or, you know, can you fake that?
0: That's a good question. That's a very good question. Do you need to exude? Is it, in other words, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restate your yeah. question a little bit in the sense of, because what it just put me in mind of, is it, the old, is it the old thing about the lion tamer going into the cage in the middle of the Ringling Brothers Circus? He has to appear masterful and confident and in charge, or else the lion's going to bite his head off. Yeah. is it that and, and no the good news is for folks who are worried about that it's, it's not really people uh, in the writers your writers in your writers room and then the people on the set your actors your, mm-hmm. your, the folks in front of the camera and behind it they, they do want to know that you have a vision but you do not have to have all the answers all the time. I can't tell you how many times I've said in the writers' room or in a production meeting or to the actors in the set. I can't tell you how many times in the last two weeks I said to Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul or or, or uh, whoever uh, on the set, "I, I know what I want to have here. I know I know what I want you to like in, a, in terms of blocking, mm-hmm. per se, and directing, you know, or, or in terms of story story." Uh, evolution in, in the writer's room it's all kind of the same moment that arrives where you say I know where I want to get to but I don't know how to get there maybe can you help me here's what I want to have happen Brian I want you to be able to walk to this window and pick up this particular prop but I don't know why you'd go to that window I, I can't <laughs> tell you your motivation here can you help me out and he says well what if I had to go do this and blah 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 you work it out together yeah. And and so that's one of the things I've learned, I guess, is that I don't have to have all the answers all the time. There is a, a school of thought or a, you know, a philosophy that I've heard this many times, especially with directing. Uh, but it comes down to being the boss in general, I think, uh, the, 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 the philosophy that it's sometimes it's better to come up with a bad opinion and then kind of quietly revise it later than not have an opinion at all. In other words, you know, what, what color should this uh, toga be, Mr. Kubrick? You know, purple. You know red or purple ah, purple no red you know whatever but you, you gotta you know it's it's better to make a stand and have people think oh, he's decisive. he knows what he wants. Uh, make better to make a bad decision than no, no decision at all. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily true but but as with everything else in life and, and certainly with show running, moderation and all things. Uh, there's such a thing as being too decisive in that you jump to snap decisions that turn out later to be wrong. Sometimes uh, decisions are worth mulling over. Other times, and you hear this all the time, there's directors out there, there's writers out there who just uh, are paralyzed into indecision because they you know, because they mull everything too much. They, they think they're playing... Every, every decision is like playing chess with Bobby Fischer. Boy, I better think this out 20 moves ahead. Or else this guy's gonna nail me. It's yeah. you know moderation in all things. I well, guess
1: it seems like uh, you know a, a great takeaway from this experience is is to surround yourself with people who can mm-hmm. help with these decisions. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you had a trusted staff and crew and actors and producers who, you know. It felt like a very democratic situation, uh, where you were willing to listen to everyone, which I, I think you have to be, right?
0: I, I think at the end of the day, Breaking Bad was a uh, benevolent dictatorship <laughs> masked as a democratic process. <laughs> uh, but actually, most days it was pretty, pretty democratic. It was, uh, it was, uh, it really was, and, and 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 the show was much, much better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, I said a little while ago, I. I there were times in the writers' room I got as snippy as, a, as like an eight-year-old girl because I'd, I'd be I'd say hey, I got this great idea and everybody'd be like, Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's really good. Yeah, well, but if you do that, then this happens and blah blah blah, and you don't want that, do you? Ah, well, that ah, yeah, It's actually you guys don't know. <laughs> I'm the boss. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's it's. Those were some of the best moments, even though they, they irked me at the time. <laughs> right. Because, and you know, and I hope I never, it, is, it will be to my detriment if, if I ever truly lose this ability to to be, it's one of the worst things that happens. You see it all the time. You see it with big, big uh, superstar directors and mm-hmm. actors and, and uh, you see the point at which the entourage comes and the 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 yes men and the yes women surround and and the superstar actor or director or... I don't know if there's such a thing as a superstar writer but there's <laughs> superstar actors and directors and producers only in fiction only in fiction <laughs> but, but it's like at a certain point you know nobody can say no to them mm-hmm. and it's like and then that's when their careers take a tumble it's like I I am so blessed with people uh being around me these last six years who 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 weren't afraid to say no yeah not that i'm that fearsome a character regardless but it's like i'm so happy i'm proud of myself that that uh that at a certain point uh when things got a little easier when it stopped feeling quite like rolling mm-hmm. a rock up the hill as far as getting people to say yes then at that point, you know, to, you know, can we? Can I do? Can I do my show? Yes, you know. <laughs> it's like at a certain point when the yeses start to come more quickly, more more easily, there there comes that human, very human temptation to to you know do it your way, come yeah. hell or high water. And I I don't ever want to. I want people to be able to say no because because I'm God knows I'm not always right. I mean, that, hopefully that goes without. Needing to be stated. You know? It's good that we
1: got it on the record. Yeah, I'm
0: glad, but it's just like I'm not always wrong either. It's one of those things. But 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know what the batting average is there. But but uh, if 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 you know two or three other smart people and and uh, you know these six writers uh, I've had on this show are just fantastic. I think I think you know I'm so proud of this writing room that we had. Just the best. Bunch of people, the smartest, the funniest, uh, folks who had the most heart, and the most feeling, and the most enthusiasm. Wonderful group of people. I should give my I need to shout them out all by name: Peter Gould, George Masters, Sam Catlin, Moira Wally Beckett, Tom Schnauz, jenny Hutchison. That was six, right? Did I <laughs> anybody? I don't know. I've gone One, two. I know. <laughs> you, were the, you were in the Bahamas. Exactly. <laughs> They're just a great bunch of people, um, and, uh, and what I think yeah. was
1: really great what what this room had, you know, you guys had this great chemistry where you weren't all like minded. Yeah, you know, everybody brought their own stuff to the table, yeah, and and that's where that great creative output comes from. Is, yeah, you're right. Tension. Well,
0: that's that very well get. put, and that and that does fold into the thing I was saying a minute ago. If if you have, you know, you know, if you have a bunch of people who are like minded. Even if they're not bending to your to your will, so to speak, uh, even if you know they're not saying if they're not you know saying yes just to be to get along and to keep their jobs, mm-hmm. regardless if they're all very like minded, if they all agree on principle, again, what do you have? You have a very right. limited worldview. You have you know the, the hopefully another thing that goes without saying is some of the finest moments we ever had of Breaking Bad were uh, things that I never could have dreamed up. On mm-hmm. my own, all by myself, in a million years, they were the product of of, of very different minds than mine, you know, yeah. coming up with things. Some of the finest moments, some of the best moments we've ever had on the show, I had very little to do
1: with. So, <laughs> but that's sort of such a delightful surprise, too. Is oh, there's this whole other aspect to this world? there's this whole facet that I wouldn't have come up with myself?
0: But... Yeah, yeah. It's just, and it's it's just what I love about. The writer's room. Did you know, it? I'm gonna miss people say, What are you gonna miss? I'm gonna miss the writer's room. And I never thought I'd say that. And if there are any <laughs> any of my writers who actually may hear this or read this are gonna laugh their asses off. Because they <laughs> they they would always I'd be moping around the beginning every morning, like, oh God, another day of this shit. <laughs> and, I, and I always said, I always made clear to them, it was not their company. That right. I, I, their company actually made it more palatable. But but another day of rolling the rock up the hill, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. But the writer's room I mean, what's the alternative? The alternative is what I did for years, writing movie scripts all by myself and and a good day was maybe getting a paragraph written or something and I hated myself or you, <laughs> right. know, you know I started living like a vampire and I'd, I'd go to bed at you know like you know eight thirty in the morning and you know oh.
1: uh, whatever. Talk about no confidence too.
0: Oh, and no confidence at all. And I tell you this writer's room. Even if I went on to do strictly movies, which I, I can't see that happening, I want to. Television has been so good to me; I can't imagine, you know, uh, not doing it anymore. But uh, even if I just, I'd want to try to recreate that writers' room idea because it's it's yeah. it's so much it can be as it was with Breaking Bad with the six writers I had and then Gordon uh, Smith, mm-hmm. a wonderful writing writers' assistant, who gave so much to the room as well. Uh, with these eight people in a room together it the 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 stuff that got created was so much more than some of its parts Mm -hmm. and and this you know writing is obviously known as a solitary profession uh and and you know and some of the greatest writing in the history of, of humankind was was done by a solitary writer alone in his or her chair you know and so it works the system works but for me, man, I like having people around, Absolutely. you know, and and, 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 and you know, this sort of stone soup version of, of yeah. creativity where it's like, you know, everybody throws something into the pot and uh, and and the, the broth that comes out, you know, afterward is, is so much more tasty than it would have been if any one person alone had come up with it. So.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, you guys made a hell of a soup. Um, <laughs> and uh, just a couple more things before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, but... Uh, the other thing uh, I noticed about this room when when I sat in it in this, this fall is it's a funny group of people. A funny bunch of people. And you know, you you obviously you you told me you thought of yourself as a comedy writer before going into X Files. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know where this is going. <laughs> um, let's talk about next next steps. Next sure. thing when we talked like a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, I said you know you have to have the end in sight, and you had mentioned well. I wouldn't mind living with Saul for a yes, little bit. <laughs> yes, I would not. Uh, and then I see this on Deadline last week. I heard week. that. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, is this something you guys are talking about? Uh, we are. We are in
0: very, very early stages. Uh, nothing is 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 sure. concrete yet. But but I can just speak for myself and say that I would love to see uh, a Saul Goodman show. I would love so to live a little longer with Saul Goodman. Uh, <laughs> Who wouldn't? Yeah, he's. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Bob Odenkirk is so damn funny and he's such a pleasant yeah. guy. Uh he's such a and he works so hard, he's so enthusiastic, he's just there's no reason not to want to keep working with him. Yeah. Although to be fair, there's no reason not to keep <laughs> right. want to keep working with any of these wonderful actors we've had in this ensemble. But well, you uh, kill them all
1: off in the end, right?
0: Well yeah, they're all dead yeah. except for him. Sorry, yeah. internet.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh um yeah, I'd love to see it happen. and uh, and so we're we're taking some uh, we're some steps toward toward uh, <laughs> seeing if we can do that. There's so many questions uh, that arise uh, uh, about you know how would we approach this. But I'm hoping I want to keep as much of the old gang together as possible mm-hmm. and 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 starting with Peter Gould, who yeah. who created the character of Saul Goodman. Uh, it was his episode, uh or episode he wrote, in which Saul first appeared. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to work with uh, Peter on this and, and have us come up with something fun. And something very much in the Breaking Bad vein or spirit, But but I would think just by its very nature uh, quite a bit less dark. sure. Although I guess... It would I, be I, so fascinating, It would be, be fun. It would be fun. It. Uh, I think... Uh, it, and not to say it wouldn't be dark at all. There's, there's got to be darkness in that world, but I just... I don't know if it'd be as bone-crushingly dark <laughs> as Breaking <laughs> Bad. B- B- Maybe B- not so
1: grim. Yeah. Dark, but yeah, not grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dark, but not grim.
0: Dark, but not grim.
1: Yeah, that's... yeah um, uh, like and, dark and, chocolate.
0: Exactly. Dark chocolate's not grim. It's just it,
1: dark. And it goes down easy. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and Peter's such a comedy fan, I know, too. And such
0: a wonderful writer and a wonderful uh, wonderful sense of story mm-hmm. uh, of, of the globalness of, of the, the story uh, that we're telling that he, he sees the whole chessboard as it were he's, he's uh, wonderful. I, you know all my writers, I want to work with all of them uh, going forward because they are all they all have their different strengths and they all have their different personalities and they and they're uh, just a great bunch of people who
1: I hope I am uh, in touch with and working with for for as long as I'm around that's great to hear yeah. it really is to come out of an experience after living with these people for so long yeah uh, and and still genuinely have that respect and admiration for we, them we and, all and had like a
0: good them. time yeah I, I, we all had such a good time together it uh, it it. I'd love to take full credit for putting them together actually Melissa Bernstein found quite a few of them hmm. uh, and uh, and then um, of course I knew Tom Schnauz he's one of my oldest friends uh, from way back from NYU days and, and Jenny Hutchison was my writer's uh, was a was a writer's assistant uh, on on our show at the beginning of Breaking Bad, but she was also uh, my assistant. Yeah, right. Uh, 14 years ago on the, the X Files, that's wild. So great group of people. Then they just went together like magic. I'd yeah. love to take full credit, but I think there was
1: uh, a fair bit of luck involved too. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes it just hits. Yeah, um, I talked to uh, Howard Gordon yesterday. Oh yeah, and, um, Howard's a great guy. Talked to Tim Minear recently. Yeah. And, Uh, A number of people you had worked with in the past who are such fans of you and of this show. Ah, wow. What do you think... And and it comes up on every writer's panel when I say, what are you watching? And uh, they all say, well, obviously Breaking Bad Um, (laughs) is always the first answer. Why do you think writers respond the way they do to, to this show?
0: Um... I'm just glad to hear it. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 uh, I'm not going to be disingenuous and say I've never heard that before, but it, it makes me feel so good every time I hear it. And and it's uh, I, I I I don't have a great answer for you mm-hmm. at the risk of sounding falsely modest or whatever. I truly don't have a great answer. We 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 do the best work we can. Mm-hmm. But but having said that, as does Howard Gordon, as does sure. Tim Bineer, as does everyone out there, we're all working hard. And uh, sometimes, you know, I, I honestly. a a very good answer i can give you is is things just came together well on this just like every now and then you 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 buy the right scratch-off ticket or you 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 pull the lever on the slot machine and it comes up cherries i mean there are there is an intangible element that goes into every tv show that that you'd love to take credit for but that you in all good conscience you 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 can't i mean uh but i tell you starting with brian cranston i mean we, you know, we bust our asses writing these things, making them as good as we can. And I'm proud of the work we do have done. Uh, but if we didn't have Brian Cranston playing this part, making this this oftentimes monster sympathizable the way he he effortlessly seems to do it. I mean if we didn't have him, if we didn't have Aaron Paul if we had other actors playing these parts, I don't know that you'd be here interviewing me. Sure. Uh, the, the Breaking Bad might have been an interesting, short-lived experiment, you know, that that, that lasted seven episodes or 13 episodes, and then, and then it was kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, that's one of the intangibles, or maybe that's not so intangible, but I mean, you know, I think we cast the right actors. I think Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> which we wound up shooting in, uh for uh, honestly for for money reasons uh for reasons of of state rebates and whatnot uh was uh did become a character itself in the show and and a wonderful one at that i don't think if you had every other element in this show uh aside from albuquerque if instead we shot it in southern california it wouldn't be it clearly wouldn't be the show it is but maybe it wouldn't be it would be much lesser for it. it it's hard to say uh, you know what ingredients and what percentage make Mm -hmm. for the thing that people seem to respond favorably to I I I know, we, we do the same. We work our asses off, but, but every other writer out there does the same yeah. thing. Sometimes you
1: just win the lottery, I guess. Yeah. It is, dare I say, a special chemistry.
0: <laughs> oh. That's how long you've been waiting to say oh, that. I hate me as too. I've, as I've been <laughs> rambling on here, that's,
1: your, your, that's what you're thinking. Well, good. first I thought alchemy, and then no. <laughs> chemistry, of course. Chemistry. Oh, I'm disgusted. Um, very quickly before we go, do you have time to watch television? Uh, is there stuff that you're, you're watching and getting inspired? Inspired or excited by?
0: I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, you know. I, I uh, you know, it's uh, there's so much good stuff on. I mean, uh, Homeland's a great show. Mad Men's back on. I enjoy yeah. very much. Enjoy the two-hour premiere of Mad Men. Uh, you know, Justified. I like Justified I a lot. Justified. That's a fun show. That's a fun show.
1: That, uh, I, I talked to Graham Yost recently yeah. and. Uh, it seems like that show comes together in the opposite way that your show. Oh have, yeah, oh, really? Where it's so uh, seat of their pants. Okay. And like for all of the planning they do, things go out the window uh-huh. immediately oh, on set, and yeah. things are rewritten and improvised. Interesting. And it's a really interesting process huh. they have, but it's still the tension makes it work between oh, okay. Graham and um, uh, Timothy Tim Oliphant, Oliphant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a fantastic show.
0: Yeah, it is. I enjoy it very much, and I have to say, excellent many excellent things about him. excellent casting yeah. I feel like we're always following up behind Justified and, and hiring their actors after they use them sure. we've used uh, Kevin Rankin who's wonderful yeah. uh, this fellow oh gosh the fellow we had as our meth meth head uh. I'm yeah. sorry I'm drawing a blank. with so many oh god Jim Beaver we've used yeah. him Wonderful the actors, so Unjustified. Uh, the Good Wife, I love that show. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is great. You know, all the usual suspects. Game of Thrones is great. Uh, uh, Michelle McLaren, our wonderful director, uh, directed uh, two episodes of Game of Thrones oh, that are coming kind of, up. I didn't know. I, uh, I, think, cool. I think seven and eight of uh, of this new season. Uh, and uh, got all the usual suspects. Although, I, I, I'm going to be real honest and say I, I don't see every episode of all these shows because just like you know none of the folks who work on all these shows could see every episode or anything right. else because it's you're working your butt off but i i have to admit i get home most nights and when i turn the tv on <laughs> there's this channel called me tv and i swear to god it's what I, i'm watching most of the time it's it's some channel where they sh- it's some sd channel where they show these low res <laughs> uh uh episodes of of Columbo and Emergency and Hogan's Heroes (laughs) and Perry Mason and like Lost in Space and Mash and Oh man. And I'm watching all these old shows. Certainly I've seen most I haven't seen I hadn't seen much of Perry Mason. I Mm. watched that. I hadn't really seen that. That was a little before my time. A lot of these were before my time, but I'd seen them before. But Columbo. God, I love I fucking love Columbo. (laughs) That was a Colombo is a great Character Absolutely. and a and, and a very well uh, very well written very mm-hmm. well devised well show. Executed, yeah. It's amazing to me. You know, it's amazing to me that it works because you you go in watching this show. Yeah. You know you know who did it. You know how he did it. It's like it it, it it's counterintuitive that it should work. Yeah, yeah I would it's not a
1: mystery show.
0: It's not a mystery. It's a it's a puzzle show, yeah. and you already know the answer, so you can feel. And yet, you never feel smarter than Colombo.
1: <laughs> this is the thing
0: about—we've had moments in the writers' room with you know, every now and then we've had a moment with the cousins, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cousins, we we the audience knew about the cousins long before Walt did. Sure, there was people out to kill Walt, and and at, at first we thought, oh, this is this should be exciting because the audience is like, oh no, Walt, don't go in your bathroom. The cousins are out there with an axe. You know, we've had those, but then after a certain point, as that kind of dragged on, we thought, "Oh <laughs> shit, we know the audience knows something. They're going to feel like Walt's an idiot. It's just human nature. The audience is going to feel like yeah. the main character is an idiot because he doesn't know what they know." Somehow that, that, that. That uh, bylaw or whatever never 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 holds for Columbo. So Columbo is just he's just. I, don't know, I love that show. It's <laughs> a great show. I watch a lot of Emergency. I watch a lot of Emergency. Emergency,
1: I don't know. I, I know I've seen pieces of it, but it was uh, one of the uh, it was invested. one of the uh,
0: uh, Jack Webb shows. He, okay. he had after Drag sure. He he was a very very big TV producer yeah. as well as an actor, and he did Emergency and Adam Twelve mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. Just something about it. I, I just every time it's on I watch it. That's I, hilarious. And actually we had Kevin Ty uh we, had, we were blessed to have Kevin Ty uh read for uh a part. Oh, no kidding. On uh on uh, Breaking Bad. He's a wonderful actor. And I, I it it didn't quite work out. It was uh, there was someone who who fit the part mm-hmm. that particular part just a, a little bit uh mm-hmm better as, for, as far as what we needed mm-hmm. but I don't mean as in a better actor this is right. Kevin Ty we've had such great actors read for us yeah. and, and uh, anyway well, I, w- I, I want to work with him He's I love great. that there's
1: opportunity now I mean on shows like this and Justified and American Horror Story where a lot of these actors who you know we all grew up watching in the 70s and 80s yeah. These character guys, these TV guys, yeah. have an opportunity to come and play a heavy or play you yeah. know, these really fun parts that they haven't gotten to do in years. I know,
0: there's so many. It's well, cool. Kevin ties, of course, he's a guy like that. He was doing Mingle uh, uh, Tiger in the Baghdad Zoo. Was that the name of it? His big play he was in, in the know. last couple of years. He's he's a, he's got a he's got a very well respected career. But you're right. There's so many of these 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 actors who are just wonderful who you know we're always kind of you know it's the world moves so goddamn fast now there's always the new the hot new person the hot new <laughs> actor yeah. or actress or writer or director or whatever there's there's so much there's 500 channels there's a hundred movies out there's a million things and a billion things on youtube there's just like how do we how does anything break through all the noise but there's all this quality this this wealth yeah this 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 cash of, of quality uh old school quality that's still <laughs> out there. there that doesn't get paid attention to as much cuz everyone's uh, grasping after the new thing yeah. you know, yeah. I don't
1: know well uh thanks for bringing us the show i uh oh, you're very welcome uh thanks for, for submitting to another one of these sit downs and uh i may have some questions after after these last 8 air i'm sorry i'm such an I idiot get you i didn't, on the phone
0: I'm sorry I'm such an idiot.